Tell me how to say ladies and gentlemen in gender neutral terms. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. I was a fan. I was a fan of Paul. And you always hear these stories that everybody has about how he's a, he's a douche and he's a jerk, blah, blah, blah. It seems like he, he went to AEW and because of... All right. They treat him and Chris Jericho like they're The Rock and Austin. That's how they're treated in that company. Mm -hmm. um, and I just didn't like how he... Like I, like I was telling Dan before we came on the air, I understand him having a gripe with the Bucks. I get it. Yes. But did but did you have to blurt it out at the press conference? It was just, it was like, and, and I think if he was next to any other promoter in wrestling history, he wouldn't have done it. And I think that showed how little respect he had for Tony Khan because he wouldn't have did that sitting next to Vince. He wouldn't have did that sitting next to Bischoff. Anybody, any name. Uh, what Bill Watts might have attacked him if he started bashing him in well, front of the camera. Well, well, Bill Watts would have attacked him. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, right. So, um, I just hated. I just hated that he did that. And um, now, according to the news, he's going to be back, and he wants to work with everybody. So it's like I, he burnt the house down while everybody was in it, and now he wants to come back and and, and jump in your pool once you rebuilt the house. Okay, I, but. I, I, I will say this, it could, and I'll elaborate about what I was saying off air, and then, you know, Craig, you can eviscerate me as well, or just whatever. Um, I I I do like CM Punk. I I like Phil. Yeah. Um, not a fan of later day CM Punk because CM Punk has become what everybody said he was. Yeah. And that was. I get it too. I, 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 you have no idea how bad I want to smack the elite around. Um, I'm not a wrestler. I would die. Um, but I get it. I get yeah. the ire and I get, I, I get it. And I think the reason why they can extend that olive, olive branch to him to come back is because if it wasn't just him. Mm hmm. You know, it's like uh, it's like Paul Simon and I forgot his wife's name, and I'm going to be ashamed. Uh, Darren, Natalie, Natalie Merchant. I mean, Craig, yeah, that, it, Natalie Merchant. Natalie Merchant's married to Paul Simon? No, not Paul oh. Simon. Um, Son of a bitch. You know, Carrie but, Fisher? No, no, no. Paul Paul Simon, right now. Right now, married right to Paul Right now, Simon. he's married. No, right now, he's, she, he's married to, I thought he was married to Natalie Merchant. No, no, no. Um, I want to say it's Edie Brickell. Yes, it is Edie Brickell. That's it. Thank you. Okay. So they got into a little thing. Yeah. A little physicality. And when they went in front of the judge, judge was like, uh, you're both kind of stupid and dicks about it. And they both went, yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> and I think it's going to kind of be like that where it's like, if CM Punk didn't a kerfuffle exactly badass if cm punk didn't react like he did which we talk about wrestling you know how hard it is that you not want to punch a certain couple people in the fucking face in the locker room um 
if he didn't do that, he would have all the leverage in the world. Because after all the things that went down with the WWE and this, he would have been like, I didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, yeah. chairs are thrones and people were bit. So <laughs> I think it's one of those things where Khan can go, okay. But I'm watching you because you say what yeah. you want about Tony Khan. He is the boss. And instead of being everybody's buddy, which is something Craig and I have talked about ad mm-hmm. nauseum, mm-hmm. ad nauseum on this show, put mm-hmm. your fucking foot down. Uh, I don't never side with billionaires. However, I'm the boss. If you touch each other, you're all gone. It's not like they don't have 75 wrestlers they could pick from to could be in those spots. Anyway, Craig. Well, that's the crux of this whole thing. Yes. CM Punk's rant in front of his boss was because his boss is Tony Khan and because he knew he could say all that. Because mm-hmm. all that stuff that he said at the press conference, he's obviously said before. Yep. Either to Tony Khan or in front of Tony Khan. Uh, all the, um, the Cole Cabana stuff that he brought up. That's not the first time he said that. Alas, it was the first time he told the story, but he's obviously said that plenty of times ever since Cole Cabana has been in the company when CM Punk got there mm-hmm. and then he works with children and all that. So, um, you can get on call on Punk for going into business for himself. But I will go back to defending Punk because of the Adam Page uh, promo Ooh. that he did in the ring. Going into oh, I forgot himself. about that. Yeah, I didn't yeah, forget yeah. about it, and neither yeah. did Punk. Because right. that should have been it right there. If you have a yeah. real boss, which mm-hmm. Tony Khan has proven time and time again that he's not, that would have been the end of it right there. Instead of Page, you're out. Okay, you don't come back until you can behave yourself. You apologize to Punk and everyone in this locker room. And we squashed that. That should have been step one, and it never would have got to uh, a a locker room scrum. Second reason why I defend Punk, even if he said all that in front of the boss who did nothing, it was the Bucks and Omega that came into his dressing room. He didn't go looking for them. So that's where I, you know, and and I'm and obviously the it's easy to look at Punk as low hanging fruit. See and see. He talked himself out of WWE and he got talked himself out of AEW. So the common denominator is him. That's, that's obviously him. But like Dan and I have talked about on this podcast many times, when we talk about Punk. Both places, he had a legitimate gripe. He wasn't just talking, uh, complaining just to be complaining. He got yeah. jerked around a lot in WWE and he thought coming to, to AEW. Uh, is would be you know, and for him it, it was because he got to pick his own opponents. He got to pick, and that's the only way he and Jericho are alike is that they both have you know a certain amount of creative control over who they want to to work with and who they don't want to work with. Um, but whereas Punk wants to work with guys that will give him a good match. Jericho just wants to go against whoever's the most popular guy and yeah, suck all yeah, the uh, and take every everything take away, everything yeah. get right neither Rock nor Austin were ever like that. If some guy was getting over what on under Rock and Austin's watch, it's like good good for him. But I'm not gonna start working with that guy just because he's he's getting a lot of pops or he's getting a lot of heat, you know. And and 
Jericho is like that. Punk isn't. Punk mm-hmm. just wants to work with the guys that, you know, he knows will will give him a good match. You know, if he stayed as far away as possible from any of Jericho's freaks or Orange Cassidy and all those other guys that uh, yeah. he doesn't take seriously. Yeah. And I, I agree with the Tony Khan thing. Even after, even after the Punk stuff happened, you can look Andrade and Sammy Guevara get into an argument on Twitter. And Andrade mm-hmm. tells him on Twitter, when I see you, you. I'm yeah. going to punch you in the face. And then he shows up to the building and he punches <laughs> him in the face. And everybody's like, oh, my God, you know what happened? I didn't see that coming. And you send him home. And then I watched, what was it, that All Access show. And even after all the punk stuff, they have Britt Baker, who Tony Khan must think is the biggest female superstar ever. And she's on the All Access show bashing Thunder Rosa about faking yes. a back injury and not coming into work. And I'm just thinking, even if they recorded this, if you're Tony Khan, you go edit that out. Yeah. Leave it on the floor. Don't Because now when Thunder Rosa comes back, what's to say? You don't have another problem. It's like, like you said, he's too friendly with these guys. Like, you, you see he's at Sammy Guevara's wedding. And he's, you know, he's dressing up as Orange Cassidy for Halloween. And it's cool to be the friendly boss, but at some point you have to be the boss. And it's like he just doesn't want to do it at all. Mm-mm. No, no, he wants to be everybody's friend. He wants to be everybody's boy. And I can tell you, uh, not obviously not at the same level, nowhere near that level, but you can't Mm-mm. be anybody's friend. Nobody stays friends forever. And when I mean say nobody... I mean, of course, there are some, there's a select few that do to the very, very end. I know some of them, mm-hmm. but good, no, 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 you can't, especially at the, uh, when you're the boss. Speaking of bosses. Yes. Let's get this, uh, on topic. Speaking of bosses, mm-hmm. it was abundantly clear. If it wasn't abundantly clear at WrestleMania, which we will talk about. Which I did not feel. I I thought it was. It, we're gonna can't. We're not gonna talk about it being two nights. But the WrestleMania was pretty good. Mm-hmm. However, if it wasn't abundantly clear, it was on Monday night that there's a certain all of a sudden mustached pain in the ass that won't go away like a goddamn hemorrhoid. Vince McMahon is back. Blatantly in in ahead of in in charge of creative at the simultaneously uh, signing a deal to sell the WWE to Endeavor, the parent company of UFC. Oh boy, um, I uh, and I and I said on Twitter before I said on Twitter in between suspended sentences on Twitter. I'm on my second one. I'll be off tomorrow afternoon. Um, apparently, uh, you. You you can't tell a homophobe to be not homophobic. Mm-hmm. Also, you can't point out that somebody is threatening uh, a mass uh, shooting uh, at a Star Wars gathering because he doesn't like Star Wars anymore. I got in trouble. So, but in between that, I said very very bluntly, and I'll state it on the air. I am not prepared, nor am I interested. Yes, badass, not mustached, dirty Sanchez face <laughs> of Vince McMahon. Um, uh, she's not wrong at all. Um, I'm not interested, nor am I going to sit 
through creative WWE with Vince McMahon in charge anymore. Uh, I, I'm going to get what I want to say out of the way and then let you two guys go for it because I think my dog has to go to the bathroom. Um, I, uh, Vince did amazing. We're not talking about all the bad shit. The covering up of we we know Vince is not a good person. Uh, in as a general rule, you know that I know that listeners know that. Past that, as far as wrestling goes, he did a lot of good. He also did a lot of bad. And within the last fifteen years, it's been a lot of bad, like a lot of bad. And I'm just not interested in watching an old man's idea of sports entertainment and or wrestling anymore for all of the things we weren't happy with with triple h there is a stark difference between the raw before wrestlemania and the raw after wrestlemania there was your big big clue when triple h took over and we knew vince was going home we knew and all three of us were on here saying we know it's going to be a small slow climb and some of those changes are going to be gradual. Some of those changes are going to take even longer. Some of those changes are going to be quick. But my God, it was like chocolate and a bucket of diarrhea between the two. You know who's booking the show now. Um, the same tendencies and nuances from the 80s that don't work anymore are back again. And again, for all the things that Trips did that I don't like, Generally, I was okay with the show's direction where it was going. It was only a year in, and here comes Rapey again. Uh, there, I that's I, I'm just up there. That's it. I'm not interested in watching. Dude, I just decided the week of WrestleMania, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna start watching the shows again. I'm not gonna tweet about all the terrible people. Mark is partly right. I'm going to talk about the positive things, and I mostly kept it positive on social media or jokey, but then right as I was getting comfortable, <laughs> we sold it, and Vince is back in creative. I'm like, God damn it! I can't stand it! I don't. I want to get off the ride! Derek, you and Craig, uh, there's, those are my thoughts. Uh, I'll be right back before the dog explodes. Okay. Well, it's, it's funny, because when we were on the show last year when he left i remember we were talking about how much time it would take triple h to kind of mold it to the way he wanted and i said to him i said on the show i said you know what maybe till wrestlemania maybe after wrestlemania he can reset everything he can get it the way he wants he can sign the people he wants to want he wants to bring in and then he'll start fresh after mania and <laughs> the day after mania vince is back in control and like dan said you it the triple h shows weren't perfect no but they had more wrestling on it it was more things you could digest and you look at that raw and it's omos just wrestling and and for what it was the omos brock thing at mania was it's what it was it was a spectacle yeah. but you got like omos on there wrestling and seth rollins just comes out and he leaves the ring and says absolutely the whole thing looked like the whole clutterfuck and you hear he showed up an hour before the show and ripped everything up and you could see it on the product and i believe they said he he didn't have anything to do with SmackDown last Friday, and he had nothing to do with this past Raw. And they weren't great shows, mm-hmm. but it was a stark con- contrast to what the Raw was last week. And I don't understand. 
I, I guess it's his baby and he doesn't want to leave it and he's old and he's, he's just stubborn. But when I was younger, my mom told me one of the best parts about being a leader is knowing when to step back and let somebody else lead. And you would think he saw why he was going all the revenue they were making every week. It was, oh, this house show was selling out this much and the whole bloodline Sammy stuff. You think he would look at that and go, I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to make money and I'm just going to enjoy life. But he just has to be hands on. And I, I don't get it. I don't understand it at all. I've, I've never understood that about him. Um, his inability to let go. Um, even when he's uh, gotten himself in, in trouble and put his career in jeopardy as the owner, uh, mm-hmm. he still can't walk away. Yeah. And, with the the lawsuits that he's had that he's you know he still never you know showed any hint of of you know um remorse has never apologized but he gets to come right back and uh to the company that was doing fine without him and that's the point of pride that the company will do fine without him and the company has done fine without him um, the only thing that's going to make it bad is for, you know, the the wrestlers themselves. How, and uh, I think in a, in a indirect way, it had, a, had uh, a lot to do with uh, FTR winning the AEW t- uh, championship. And we'll get to that in a minute. But now mm-hmm. that Vince is back in charge, um, that may not be good news for everyone. Because you can see on that first raw back how... Uh, bad it was, and how the you know in the the still photos and the uh, raw footage, no pun intended, <clears throat> of the um when they were at commercial, Seth Rollins comes to the ring singing, and they go to commercial, which is what they always do, which is incredibly you know annoying. Um, mm-hmm. that hasn't changed. Even under Triple H, it was annoying. Yeah, but someone coming to Seth and telling him about the segment being cut. So uh, Seth comes out, serenades the fans, and then leaves. So yeah. apparently he was supposed to do something, but mm-hmm. didn't want him to do anything. So now there's, uh, and it, I thought, thank God that Bailey was back this past Monday, but she was nowhere to be found last Monday. Mm-hmm. There, she wasn't even mentioned at all yeah. uh, on the show. So I thought, oh my God, Bailey's gone now. Oscar had a very uh, mysterious tweet saying goodbye. There's mm-hmm. been no mention of her on either show uh, mm-hmm. in a week. So I don't know what all this means. I don't know how it has anything to do with uh, Vince being back, but it's easy to blame. Oh, you, have a, you see how big Hey! <laughs> what do you want? Hey, baby Daniel. How are you? <laughs> baby Daniel. Oh, yeah. It's good to see you, right? Judah. Okay. Yes. Get the best dad in the world. Good night. Good night. Good night, sweetie. <laughs> But yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I, this doesn't bode well uh, for the future of the company or for the ratings itself. Um, nothing good came apart when, and obviously Vince is in charge because now we're getting a a, a Trish Lita feud. Twenty years. Ago. <laughs> that's that's right. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no doubt that's got his fingerprints all over it. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I don't know. I think the reason why um, 
he's back in charge is because he couldn't make any money selling. He couldn't get a decent picture of Spider-Man. That's why. <laughs> he does look like a dick dastardly, I would say. Yes. Right? So, like he should be a wacky racist. Um, I, and it's, it's, it's funny because when he came back, it was in January originally, not to create it, but he came back to the company and Stephanie immediately stepped down. And I thought to myself, oh, if anybody knows her father, it's Stephanie. And Stephanie yeah. probably figured, figured he's, he's going to get, he's going to do what he wants to do. I don't have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And she left. And you hear these reports that as soon as he showed up to Ron and morale went down. And yeah. if I'm these wrestlers, I could, you know, it's, what was it, like eight, nine months he was gone? It probably felt like the sun was shining when he came into work. And then you come yeah. in and the old bastard's back and they're like, oh, here we go again. Like I said, I don't think it's, I don't think it's crazy that Jay White showed up in, uh, in AEW last week. Mm-hmm. Nope. I think that has something to do with it. I think FTR winning the belt had something to do with it. I think the fact that Nick Aldis hasn't showed up on TV yet mm-hmm. in WWE, I think that has something to do with it. I think he's affected people wanting to sign there now because no, no matter how much money they give you, yeah. you know, he'll, he'll just cut you when he doesn't feel like being bothered. Yeah. You know, or- they, they brought back Gallows and Anderson, and I understand AJ's hurt, but they're, they're not even on TV anymore. No, no. And these were all Triple H guys, you know, mm-hmm. FTR was and, and uh, Nick Aldis was and uh, guys that, you know, Triple H had either knows personally or has an affinity to or has helped, you know, in, in their development. And all the guys that once Vince was out of the way, you see all the guys that Triple H brought back. It seemed like it was a revolving door and there was new people each week. Some were hits. um mm-hmm. And so are misses, uh, like Hit Row. And, uh, I still think he could do something with, um, with Karrion Cross. Yes. Um, yeah. That's honestly, that guy can make you a lot of money, uh, especially mm-hmm. with Scarlett. And that, that, again, Triple H's baby. When Vince had him, they dressed him up like a gladiator and got, and there was no Scarlett. Triple H is in charge. You bring him up to, you know, to the big show and with Scarlett with a great entrance. They've got to shave. He, they they can still do something with him. You got to shave his head. He, mm-hmm. Him with hair, he looks like everybody else. Yeah, um, and that's what made him uh, stand out. But that's a uh, an, and I, that's a um a Triple H guy that he brought back that Vince got rid of. Yeah. Know, he could do something now that Vince is back. We're probably not going to see him. Uh, it'll be interesting though. Um, now that Vince is back, what will the future of Bray Wyatt be? Yeah. Uh, if anything, yeah. But, I mean, but we all three of us were clamoring for him to come back. We want him. We yeah. want him back. We want him back. Yeah. And we came back. So now, but I, I think his return has been like more of a well. All the stupid shit that he did was that really all his idea, or was that Vince's? Now, when Vince was nowhere around, and. He was coming back doing all the stupid shit, so I guess, oh, I guess that was his idea. The best thing to come from Bray Wyatt was the emergence of L.A. Knight on the microphone because he took what little bit they gave him during that Mountain Dew stuff, and he got over with the crowd, and, and all they did was give that guy a mic, and he got over. And it's funny that now that Vince is back, L.A. Knight wasn't on WrestleMania, and he was barely on SmackDown last week. So 
And for Vince to be this guy who can make stars, I don't know how you look at a guy like L.A. Knight and hear the reaction he gets from the crowd and think to yourself, well, can't do nothing with Because he's an asshole. <laughs> but I, but I, I, I'm going to put a little uh, on Triple H with this because when L.A. Knight was given anything on TV, he got the mm-hmm. biggest pops. He, the crowd was into him. That Indeed. stupid battle, that stupid battle royal, the Andre the Giant battle royal they had before WrestleMania, yeah. he should have won. And, but because when he got eliminated, you heard the fans boo, even yeah. with the piped in crowd noise on TV. You put a you, when uh, during WrestleMania when uh, Miz they wanted an opponent for Miz. Uh, instead of Shane McMahon, that should have been LA Knight. Yep. That's that's a star making appearance right there. But Vince wasn't there for that, so I'm going to look at Triple H for that. Because here's a guy that knows when someone when he gets himself over to capitalize on that. Triple H was still was there for the Daniel Bryan, the rise of Daniel Bryan. He knows how you gotta you gotta play the hot hand. LA Knight's hot. Yeah. Right now. You can't you can't bury that guy. And this unlike a Zack Ryder who used the internet to get himself over and, and got himself over when he got back to the company, this guy's doing it on his own. Give yeah. him some put him on TV every week, give him some wins of raining. Well, you don't have to give they put him in feuds with guys that neither one wanted to see lose. Yeah, LA Knight, neither LA Knight or Bray Wyatt needed to lose that feud. Put him in there with somebody else to give him some wins, and then you can put them together because they're guys that they've already shown that they're strong people that can, um, uh, that can beat people. But yeah, I don't know where LA Knight's gonna go. He should be he, again. This guy should be on TV every week. Yeah, I it's. I was listening to an old interview with Dusty Rhodes, and he was talking about you know Goldberg, and he goes, Goldberg was one of those things in wrestling where if you're a promoter, you're lucky because the people tell you who they want, and when the people tell you who they want, you listen to them, and it makes your job that much easier. He goes, we did it with Sting. Mm-hmm. We did it with Goldberg. Um, <clears throat> Vince Vince did it with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. You know, I don't understand why you hear the reactions. I, I took my son to the MSG show a couple weeks ago. And LA Knight came out. And you the reaction he got from that crowd, you would have thought he was an Attitude Era guy. And mm-hmm. all he did was cut a five-minute promo. And even after he got that big reception, they beat him with Braun Strowman. And everybody comes just like, oh. But when a guy, when the crowd tells you, hey, we like this guy or girl, just listen to them. That's yeah. it. That's it. They're, they're, they're give, throwing money at you. Yeah, yeah. listen yeah. to them like when when we bring out Braun Strowman. Yeah. 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 Kind of and with L.A. Knight, I more of an, I see more of an urgency for him because he's 40, you know, and yeah. this is not like a, a DDP he's all over 40? again. Yes. Yeah, nice so, day, yeah. uh, man, I hope I, I look that good in six months. <laughs> and you know, yeah, I know it's resting, but forty is still forty. So you need to strike while the iron's hot. Hot with that. Yeah. 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 Great. I have no hope. Yeah. Um. No, I see the 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 Lita the Lita and and Trish string thing. Just to bring it back to WrestleMania ahead of time, just for a second. Um. Everybody was what right now we're doing it, dog. Okay. Uh, you don't hear that, right? No. No. All right. <laughs> Good. Right. Never mind. Um everybody was talking about the co- I I knew. I knew Cody was losing. 
I just knew he was losing because everybody wanted it that way. I had no qualms or worries about that match. It was a great match. Um, I just, you know, I've seen. How, how do you think? Why do you think Cody's going to lose? But, but, you know, because I'm still not over the sting loss. And yeah, like, well, right. that's not the same thing. I'm like, well, it's not, but mm-hmm. I don't trust it. Um, I was more mad about damage control losing. I was that I was that was the only thing that really actually made me mad. Wrestle. I'm like, why you can't have the all you can't have the legends lose? Why? Yeah. Why not? Did. One of them can barely <laughs> move. Yeah, That's and Bailey and the and that group is one of the hottest things in the company, uh, uh, pun intended. Yeah, That's what made me mad this past week, and then everything else happened, and it didn't matter, because I'm like, if you made Bailey mad, I'm not watching your show in the first place. Um, but and, yeah, I was listening to the show while I was walking the dog, uh, because these are powerful, and, and you guys said the, the money thing and the sale thing, and I'm like, in in the justice system, in politics, uh, uh, especially the, the last years more blatantly, um, it just, if you have, in, in hockey, if you have the money, that's where it goes. Mm-hmm. So all those bad things Vince did, including raping the referee, which is something everybody else knew about but kept it. It's one of those things that was like, we're not, it happened, but <laughs> all that shit doesn't matter. Yeah. There's billions of dollars involved. Here's mm-hmm. your spot back. What's about the quality of the show? Eh, don't worry. And with our luck, Triple H will die before Vince. Yeah, it seems like it. I yeah. just, I just, it's abhorrent that uh, the good old boys network is firmly in control. And just when you thought maybe, even though Triple H is kind of connected to that, it's not the same. Again, for all the good and bad that Triple H did over the whole 10 months, it was not the same as good old Vinnie Mac, Bill Watts, any of that. And here we are, and they're firmly firmly in control, just like always. And I just don't have the patience nor the wherewithal to sit through it. So I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was getting, well, I was going to say I was getting a lot of, Crap for it on Twitter. It was one dude who was following the HIAC account who was like, get a life. I'm like, me get a life. Have you seen your timeline? <laughs> How does Vince taste? Does it taste good? He, su- he sucks now. I'm sorry. I'm not taking yeah. away from what, how the rise in the rise of wrestling and WrestleMania. I'll take away from Hulk Hogan. I don't give a fuck, but it's not good anymore. And 2023, it's not going to be good. I, it, on top of the morality issue, Bailey, like, I'm out. Asuka, I'm out. And you did notice, like, my final point about it, just to get you guys, um, thoughts on this. It did seem for the first time in a long time that more people were being a little vocal about their feelings towards Mr. McMahon being back in that power. And I was, Kind of floored by it. I'm like, there, there you go. Thank you. I thought you were going to say when you were mentioning no Bailey, no Oscar, but isn't it uh, convenient that when Vince was in charge, uh, Liv Morgan won the SmackDown Heavyweight 
tight and won the SmackDown mm. title over Ronda Rousey. She won Money mm. in the Bank. Mm. Um, she got all these victories. Mm-hmm. Triple H is in charge. Liv is invisible. And but wouldn't you know, once Vince back is in charge again, who's one half of the of the World Tag Team Champions? Yep, Morgan. Yep. So. And, 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 and the the only hope I have is um, death. These wrestlers, <laughs> death, death, or uh, I saw that he doesn't own a majority share anymore. So maybe at some point, and I'm asking wrestlers to do the right thing, which is probably a hard thing to wish for. They'll be more vocal about it, and maybe endeavor go. You know what? We we can't have this guy around, and they can get rid of him. But the only way he's going to get voted out of his Take position, the, box. <laughs> the, the only way he's going to get um, voted out of position, because they can vote him out now, but the only yeah. way I can see him getting voted out is if it starts to affect their bottom line. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I can see him, or there's, you know, there's some more charges that come up, which I wouldn't be surprised. But like, and the other thing that made me sick to my stomach was during the interview where they announced it, the interview to brought up, you know, Vince, you had a checkered pass, blah, blah, blah. What do you say about the people who feel like you shouldn't be back? He goes, um, I've done a lot of bad things in the past. I've paid for those things, and I'm ready to move on. And in my head, I'm thinking, what have you, you paid home, for? You you went home for nine months, still made money off the company, and then came back for a sale, and now you're in charge. What how what did you pay? What, what, did, what did you, you pay do? for? Yeah, what did you do? But, but the but you see how the no remorse is like it's like if I if I shoot you both in the leg. And you're pissed off about it. And then I say, yeah, I did that. But I, it's time to move on. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> meanwhile, you guys still have to deal with the trauma that I put you through. But it's time for me to move on, though. Yeah. Okay, you, you, you guys can't dwell on that. You don't get to choose to move on. Again, I will bring up the Michael Vick thing. Again and again and again, I will bring the Michael Vick thing up. And as an animal lover, you will not expect this if you've never heard this opinion before. Michael Vick actually, and you know why? Because he has dark skin, actually paid his dues and then put his money where his mouth still was over and over and over again for fucking up big time, period. I might have not liked the fact that he signed with the Eagles. That that didn't matter. As far as society and others deemed he had paid his debt. Period. I've paid for my. No, you haven't. You haven't paid I shit. I don't. And, and it goes mind. back to the other people I don't mention anymore because I'm not allowed, but I will one day about, well, it's been years ago. That's great. It was years ago. And what did he do to. to... What? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Derek, no, I was going to say, my, my mom, because she knows who's been Smith, man, is I grew up watching wrestling and she knew about all the allegations. And when she saw the, the merger and all that, my mom goes, well, didn't he get in trouble for like sexually harassing women? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, so they brought him back to run a company where half his staff is women. So you're taking <laughs> an abuser and you're putting him in charge of women after he's had a checker pass with women. That's like taking... A, a, a guy who who touches children and making him the principal of a school after he got in trouble, like it it doesn't make sense that. But like you said, if you're a billionaire and the color of your skin helps, throwing money at something will can will everybody forget about everything. Oh well, he paid the price. Whether he paid a price or not, they'll completely ignore it. And it's nuts to me. It's like the people who get mad at me 
when I still to this day go, I go, fuck Hulk Hogan. I don't care how many leg drops he dropped. I don't know how many times he body slammed Andre the Giant. It's fuck him. And they go, oh, well, you know, there'd be no wrestling today without Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he, 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 he didn't even apologize for it. What do you mean? Like, I don't care. And yes, like, there would. And yes, there yeah. would be wrestling yeah. now, okay? Because there was wrestling. Exactly. And, exactly. and when Vince said, I, I want to clarify, when Vince said that he paid, he's talking about the times he settled out of court. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the times that the, the, the allegations that didn't go to trial because he paid off whoever, yeah. you know, so that's what, that's what he paid. Yeah. Uh, but the allegations still stand and whether or not the, the victim didn't want to see their name dragged in court mm-hmm. and it was easier to settle than to drag it up. But the ones who didn't, who said, fuck it, I'm, you know, this guy raped me or this guy did this to me. I want my day in court. Those people he didn't pay. And those are the ones that, you know, he still has to answer to and has yeah. yet to do so. So, yeah. um, yeah. So, yeah, putting Vince back in charge is, you know, old the old saying, putting a, a wolf in charge of the hen house. It's not um not an ideal situation. And again, the people and not only are the the employees, the people that work at the WWE have to deal with that. And remember the guy that the lawyers, the, the the people that uh on the on the board of directors that didn't want Vince to come back, uh, they were all fired. Yeah, figure. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but another thing we have to consider here is that since they were sold to Endeavor, um, Vince isn't the head guy anymore. No, he has someone that he has to answer to. So, um, while the WWE may still be his his imminent domain, he's not the uh, he is not the king of the castle. No. So, um, and you pointed out. Uh, Derek and you too, uh, Dan. So if and any other allegations come up, he could be ousted. Now he'll he'll make a pretty penny because his the terms of his contract were made public that if he's ousted or if he's fired, he gets this many millions in severance. He gets this many millions in stock options, and like it's like signing a, a no cut contract. If he gets cut, he gets this. He gets paid handsomely. So um, he. You know, sometimes it doesn't, you know, Chris Rock had a great bit, you know, you know, what goes around comes around. Sometimes it doesn't come around. Yeah. Yeah. Some guys, sometimes the bad guys get away with it. Yeah. But the only people that are really suffering are us, the wrestling fans, because we have to talk about uh, the shitty product that we have to look forward to, or in Dan's case, uh, not watch for the foreseeable future. Hey, I don't know. I I don't I don't know I don't have an answer. I, just, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, did you guys? But I know you did, Dan. Did you uh, watch both nights of WrestleMania, DMac? I did. What did you think? Um, did you have I a enjoyed, favorite match? Yeah. Um, story wise, I I liked what they did with Ray and Dominic. Uh-huh. Um, I think. And people got mad at me when I said this too. I think Dominic might, just based off getting heel and heat and having people hate you, I think Dominic might be the best heel in wrestling. And he's just being himself, which is hilarious. Um, I enjoyed the Sammy, KO, and uh, Usos. I think the Usos might be up in the FTR. I think those are the two best tag teams in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really, really enjoyed Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. I thought that was good. 
Um, and I know Charlotte gets a lot of flack because who her father is, and people go, you know, they're only pushing her because of who her dad is. But she's damn good. She's really, really, really good. If her name was Charlotte Lipschitz, she would still get pushed because she is that good. She's amazing. Charlotte Lipschitz. I kind of want to see that. <laughs> but um, and and you always hear like you hear any of the old timers. They always bring her up and they say she looks like a star. And when she comes down the ramp, she has the robe and she's spinning and there's fireworks and everything. She looks like a star. And she gets in the ring and she backs it up. So I'm, I'll I'll always be a fan of Charlotte. I enjoyed the match she had with Rhea. Um, I also enjoyed um Roman and Cody. For what it was. I know when he lost, the immediate reaction from everybody was, oh, well, they didn't let him win because, you, you know, he's buried now. He's buried. And then he, one of the only highlights of that Monday show was him coming out and the crowd still being in love with him. So he lost and he's not buried yet. He, he's a legit star. So those, those are those are my highlights. And also the, what was it, the tag team showcase thing, the men's. Yeah. Anytime, I could see, anytime I could see Chad Gable, in a ring wrestling for long periods of time i enjoy myself so and that's, an, that. and that's did you hear the pop when he gave the suplex to braun Strowman? Oh, yes that's something you got to capitalize on the next day because yes. they given this guy shitty gimmick after shitty gimmick what he's a legitimate incredibly this is you have a kurt angle right yeah, there i was just gonna i was gonna say that yeah right there um, I mean, it sucks because I think American Alpha could have been that could have been your your world's greatest tag team 2.0. They could have made a lot of noise as a as a heel or a face team, and it sucks what happened to um um uh, his partner. But yeah. Chad Gable, you that's a guy that you after and especially after that suplex, you capitalize that on that the next day. You you break up Otis. You 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 but you. You push him as Chad Gable, amateur wrestler supreme. You want to do the Kurt Angle thing, and but just I don't know if he's too far gone now because again they get him shitty gimmick after shitty gimmick. Because um, you know Shorty G, that was all Vince. Yes. yes. Yeah. Any any guy that he's Shorty's going to want to make fun of, uh, but that was an opportunity to make. Uh, you can make a new star after Chad Gable because that something that impressive, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, and and you show it over and over again, week after week. Yes, you put him in the ring. You have him beat, have him beat somebody outstandingly, and that's how you get it done. And like you said, he's getting old now. I guess Vince just lost it. But you can do with Gable what you did with Brett, and he came out the Heart Foundation. Mm-hmm. What you did with Sean when Sean came out of the Rockers, and you just showcased him every week. Every yeah. week, and and before you know it, you put a secondary title on the guy, and mm-hmm. he's on his way to being a star. I also enjoyed the Gunther match. Um, yeah. Oh, that was incredible. He's he is um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's a throwback, and yes. I like it because he he he's he's a hill, and he doesn't do things to get people to cheer him. He, he, I'm just going to form you and chop you and throw you around and hurt you, and that's it. And I, I enjoy that about him. He could, he, Gunther Walter could work in any era because mm-hmm. he is, uh, he is your prototype monster heel. He's your prototype foreign heel. Uh, he doesn't do anything in the ring that he shouldn't be doing. He wrestles his match. He doesn't have to adapt to anyone else's style. Uh, the, the chops, the look, um, mm-hmm. 
the entrance, uh, Imperium has my favorite entrance, and I've said it, and I said it a thousand times, I said it once. You want another bloodline? It's Imperium. Right there. That's your heel team of the future. You give Kaiser Wilhelm and, and uh, Leonardo da Vinci some wins instead of mm-hmm. them just being stooges for, for Gunther. Give those guys some wins over other tag teams. Not like you don't have enough tag teams. And then you have a three-man unit that actually can mean something. Because the Usos with uh, with Roman are great. But whenever Roman had a number one challenger, whether it be Drew or Kevin Owens or even Matt Riddle, they beat the shit out of the Usos one yeah. on two. Yeah. And these are supposed to be your tag team champions? They're supposed to be the best tag team in the world? So, yeah. yeah uh, don't make them out to be stooges when they were going through. Give them some wins. And you have a, a you have your ready made heel team right there. They yeah. should be they should be uh, they should be in line against uh, Sammy and Kevin. He he's one of those guys. Like I remember when Brock was at his height, like in 0201, when his music hit, like yes. the mood changed in the arena. When Gunther, when they say his name Gunther, when you hear that, the mood changes in the arena. It's it's not like anybody else on the roster. It's the theme from Jaws when they come yeah. out. The 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 theme is black, and you just see the three of them in silhouettes, and they all move. In synchronicity, in in unison, even yeah. get taken off their ring jackets. Yeah, come on, man! It's, and xenophobia so is still running wild. Everyone hates. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, still yeah. capitalize on that shit. <laughs> it's, it's, every yeah, everything the, the way the announcer said, you know, introduces each one of them and in, in the accent from their home country and. Like you put him in a ring with a guy like Rey Mysterio, and they're flipping around him, and all he does is just chop Rey Mysterio and stops every stops him in his tracks. Everything about Gunther is amazing. He's there. They did the right thing, kept the belt on him, keep it on him for the rest of the year, have him break the honky talk man's record because Lord knows that should have been broken by now. <laughs> but he's but but he's the guy to break it though. So yeah. keep it on, keep it on him. Uh, you talk about Charlotte being a star. Uh, Rhea is a star. When you look at her, mm-hmm. she's a star. She yeah. could be your female rock um, because how good she looks, how well she wrestles, how the fans have taken to her. Um, I think the only good thing that could come out of this draft, which we haven't talked about yet, um, is to get her away from um, the um, uh, damage, uh, not damage control, uh, judgment oh, day. Judgment day, yeah. Because she's getting some unreal. She's getting pops. I'm not saying turn her face, but she needs to be on her own. Um, yeah. same thing with, same thing with Dominic. Um, if this draft keeps Dominic away from Ray, that's great because Dominic, I agree completely 100% with you, D Mac. He is the best heel in, in wrestling because as soon as he grabs the mic, he didn't have to say anything. The fans are already booing him. Yeah. He needs more mic work, though, because he's tripping, because the, the reaction is getting him. To, he tripped over his words a little bit on this past Raw. Yeah, that's he right. Said, yeah. Keep your name out of my mouth. I mean, keep my name out <laughs> of your mouth. So he needs some more some work on that. But, dude, as soon as he grabs the mic, you know, everyone hates him. Him coming to the ring in the police van was oh. genius. It was, it was brilliant. Fucking it was brilliant. genius. Yes. The only thing that would have made it better if he came out to the bad boys theme from Cops. That would have been, 
that would have been awesome. But him being led to the ring with in handcuffs, fucking awesome. Fucking great. And then I he like throws the, he throws the water in his sister's face. I was like, oh, they do. And that was a shoot. He didn't. She didn't know that was coming. That was a complete oh, shoot. She, uh, that moment, I just, the first thing I thought about was just like maybe a year and a half ago, maybe even less than that, we were talking about, boy, I hope this is not more nepotism. You know, I, I think he could, and I was the one, not that we were, not that any of us on the show were dumping on, but I was the one like, no, I, this is not a David Flair thing. I think this is, you can tell he's got, He's been watching Dad. Mm-hmm. You can tell he's been watching Dad. I don't mean just watching him. Right? You could tell he was watching Dad, and and, watch, and watching Eddie too, and watching Eddie. Wa- watching, I mean, the two guys that I would want to watch mm-hmm. if I'm going to watch two of them, <laughs> Ray Eddie. Yeah, uh, and I think that this was a real big culmination of all of that. And he got one of the best entrances to it was a simple one, but it was the it was I was like, okay, that's something is that if that's if it goes a little bit further to the left, it's bad and cheesy, but it was done masterfully mm. and it was simple. And again, the the week before we talked about before, the week before when Ray finally hit that dude yeah. after putting his hands on mama, I it was loud. The place was and, crazy. I, yeah. I know story, long term storyline telling. Who knew? Yeah, and with his first WrestleMania match, you know he's being, you know, with his dad, being led by his dad. Um, so you know they were gonna, and that my only concern with Dominic, if you break them up, is Dominic still gonna be here, be a heel if he's not wrestling Ray? Yeah, but it's the quality of opponents because Ray can lead him, a veteran can mm-hmm. lead him into yeah. a good match because Dominic is as good as he as he is, and he remember he spent a year in tag team wrestling with his dad first. Now he's doing it on his own. Um, it's got to be the quality of his opponents. Uh, if he's in the ring with with veterans, guys that can lead him, uh, like a Dolph or um, somebody like in that ilk, um, then you can keep keep him as, because he's perfect as a chicken shit heel. Or even yeah. if you want to keep him, in, if you want to Keep him in a tag team with Damien. Uh, that would be even better for him because Damien can be the, is the big, you know, imposing big man with a deep voice. And Dominic can come in as, you know, is hiding behind him as a chicken shit heel. Yeah. Um, I, remember, I remember, I think it was a year or two, maybe two years ago. And I remember like the argument amongst fans was who's better, you know, Dominic and Hook. And I think at this point, it's, it's not even close. I, no, I can't even tell you what hook it, country mile. Yeah, and and people go, well, Dominic's not great in a ring. I'm like, well, he's not great, but look what he's doing, and look what Hook is doing. Yeah, Dominic, like I said, he's the biggest hill in the industry, and Hook is he's just Hook. And what? Well, and Hook is also a victim of the worst of the worst booking in wrestling because AEW. Uh, Dan, you just talked about long term storytelling with Dom and his father. Um, anything good that happens on, on AEW, even if Hook has a match of his life, you're not going to see him on TV for another two, three weeks. So they don't capitalize on anything. There is no long-term, long-term storytelling on AEW. So when you have somebody that actually is good or gets themselves over, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, oh. 
We'll just, oh, we, low, yeah. yeah, we won't put them on TV for another month. So, yeah. you know, so yeah, obviously, yeah, Dominic is going to, is light years ahead of Hook, uh, even though Dominic's still green, but you see Dominic on TV, TV every week. Lord knows when you're going to see Hook. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why, that's why it's not a, it's not a contest because if they both had the same booker. Yeah. If they were both used pr- appropriately, then you can, then there's the argument of who's going to have a brighter future. Or who's, but right now, you know, we see Dominic on TV every week and you don't, can't say that about Hook. You don't know when we're going to see him. No. Not at all. And, you know, not to go on a tangent, but what they did to, to Ricky Starks just breaks my heart. It just breaks my heart. Uh, same thing with Wardlow. Wardlow could have been like their Goldberg, and they just muted the guy. And, and now I, I saw last night they brought him back, and he's, I think, flipped over a car or something. I'm like, well, who really cares? I saw Jamo, I saw Joe tap him out and cut his ponytail off. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care anymore. Yeah, and where's Joe? Yeah. And staying home, sweating like I, I'm not yeah. staying with this shit. And, I'm going and, home. And and another guy that should be at least your number one contender for your world championship, or at least on TV every week, or at least getting big wins. Because here's a guy that should have had a run when he was in WWE. Why is Claudio invisible? Why is Claudio stuck with the? Uh, I don't know the big black cocks. I'm sorry, the BBC. Um. <laughs> <laughs> group listen i've been told by a friend that it's a very popular genre on porn sites <laughs> i heard it too dan uh, a friend is probably yeah. the same friend yeah but because every time i hear bbc at the first thing i think of um but <laughs> don't think of monty python <laughs> no um but yeah so we can and we can go on and on with this podcast of the especially people. about bbc but um, bump uh, with the people that <laughs> AEW is misusing or not using. everyone, everyone, yeah, everybody. <laughs> but we'll get to see Orange Cassidy and the best friends every single week, or the Jer- or the the Jassholes every week. But 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 FTR, the new tag team champions. Nope, I gotta see them on TV every week. Um, we'll see the the. The, the six-man belts, because that's the new flavor of the month. We'll see six-man tag team matches every week, but you know, we're not going to see um, the guns or or, or um, what happened to um, Santana and Ortiz? Oh. They the single best tag team before FTR got there? Weren't they the best tag team in AEW? They haven't seen that, that association with Jericho, boy, it kills you. And and anything, got- it kills you. Yes. And even Ricky Stark even said that you're an energy, you're you're energy vampire. I'm not going to wrestle you because once I do, I'm done. Uh-huh. You know. And who do you think Jericho wants to wrestle when um, it's Adam Cole because he's the big, you know, mm-hmm. returning star coming back. And you honestly think that Jericho doesn't want to when they announce a big show in, in the stadium in London. Guess who Jericho wants to wrestle more than anyone else? It's got to be Punk. Yep. Yep. Just because yeah. he's he, he's the hot new. He's what everyone's talking about. And if everyone's talking about it, Jericho's got to get a piece of that. I hope it's Punk like pulls a, the creative card. <laughs> it's like Jim Cornette used to say about Triple H. He was like, Triple H never made money. He just worked with the guy who made money. 
Yes. He's a, yeah, he's the guy who put in the ring with the other guy who made all the money. Yes. If you don't pay to see Triple H, you pay to see the guy who's wrestling. Yeah, and Jer- like Jericho, I, and it sucks to see him because, you know, all during his WCW run, Jericho was my guy. Mine too. Same, man. Guy. All three of I us. Love, I love Jericho, and he's turned into everything he despised while he was in WCW. Like, 100%. Or worse. He, yes, he is worse. He is worse. There's, yeah, nobody, nobody wins being affiliated with him at all. You get nothing from it. Mm-mm. No. Even the guy that he put over, um, he thought he was doing such a great job. Where's Action Andretti? Where's yes. he been? He's gone. Yeah. See what I did? I you think I'm I'm keeping everyone down. Look, I put this guy over. And now look at him. Does any, he, anyone even remember that he pinned Jericho? Like I I truly believe he won the ROH championship so he could sell Ocho T shirts. I yes, think that's, that's the only reason, reason he did, he did it. it. Why would you? You brought you just brought Claudio in there to a huge pop, and then you beat him his first pay per view for the Ring of Honor belt. No other reason. And uh, that's a whole another podcast. And the amount of people they've got from the WWE, they have come into huge fanfare, and then mm-hmm. nothing. Nothing comes from it. Yes, at all. They they do they do nothing with they do nothing with it at all. And they, I like like if I'm Christian, Christian who at one point was cutting the best promos on on Jungle Boy, and now yeah. Christian's he's just a guy after being buried in a casket. If I'm Christian, I'm calling Edge and I'm going, look, let's get one last run in before you go because <laughs> I can't end it here. I can't end it standing next to a giant dinosaur. This <laughs> this can't be how my last run is. Because he gets these guys, they're like brand new toys, mm-hmm. and then after a couple of weeks, he just throws them off to the side. He doesn't care about them anymore. Yeah, it's it's not good. And so, Dan, while you're not watching WWE, it's a shame there's no other healthy alternative. Um, I well, I mean, I haven't made the full decision yet. I'm trying to give it a chance. I've been playing the shit out of uh 2K23, which is best game they've released at release time and year. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm still trying to enjoy wrestling. I'm still watching um i'm watching on youtube again like i said it was a week where i was watching everything live or taped and going through the whole thing and then that just made me sour um but however i think it's time if derek wants to hang along with us a little longer take a little trip back with father craig Right, that was a Genesis lyric, uh, and if anybody hasn't seen the news, uh, Genesis is kind of back in the news this week, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe it's true. One of my favorite current bands has covered my favorite band ever, and isn't it appropriate that it's a satanic metal band covering the song Jesus He Knows Me and using the same meaning and turning it up to about 11? Uh, Derek, I don't know if you know this. I'm fairly certain we talked about this before. Um, this is I'm stretching for time, and also I want to get this out of my chest because I don't know when the Manic Mixtape's coming back. Um, Genesis released a song in 1991 that Phil wrote uh, the lyrics to, which was about TV evangelists, because when they first came to the country, they put TV on on Sunday, and they saw, I, I forget the actual name, they remember 
but they thought it was a joke. They were laughing. They thought it was a comedy bit. And then after about five minutes, they're like, oh, no, this is this guy's serious. Years later, <laughs> this is real. People are giving this guy his money, their money. Uh, years later, when that came up again and they were all starting to get prosecuted for being hypocrites, he wrote the lyrics to this song. Cut to, oh, my God, 31 years later. 32 years later, Jesus. Um, how do I describe this music video? Don't watch it near your kids. Uh, the, the Genesis version is very comedic and very safe. Uh, at the end of this video, the priest, who is the star of the, sh the, the, the video, who is the one that's being the guy who's treating people, you know, taking their money and, and of course, drugs, hookers, all, excuse me, drugs, sex workers, blow, all that stuff, gets down on his knees right at the line, get on your knees and stop praying. And he gets on his knees, puts his arm, hands up, while eight hockey players and silhouettes walk up behind him and bukkake him. That's the wow. music video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In silhouette. Okay. But you, in silhouette, but you see these ropey loads just shoot on screen on his face oh. <laughs> and then he takes he goes back into his hummer takes as he's still got everything on him takes his comb brushes his hair puts his shit back on goes right back into church and starts the next oh. sermon i'm like man they literally did they covered it perfectly mm -hmm. but they took the same message and really shut no pun intended shoved it in your face like not only is he telling the story, the guy who created this band, about what's going on with these characters in the band, he took, because he said uh, in the interview, and I, and he lied to my face. When he was playing the, and of course he's in character, of course he's going to lie. My friend and I, when we met uh, the previous iteration of the lead singer, it's the same guy playing him. Yeah, you're a fan of Genesis, because I, I knew listening to certain songs, I'm like, this guy has listened to Genesis. I, I know yeah. he has. No, I'm sorry. I don't because he's from Sweden, but he has a he even puts a heavier accent on when he's in care. No, I'm sorry. We were like, it's okay, we love you, and then ran out of there. <laughs> Here's this fucking song, and I'm like, You son of a bitch. You lied to me <laughs> because he mentions Phil by first name, like he's a friend. Mm -hmm. Talk about lyrics. He goes, Ten years ago, this song wasn't as relevant, but in the last four or five years, this song is more relevant than it was in the nineties. And I was like, Yeah, hey, you're right, man. Uh, so if anybody had, you don't necessarily have to watch a music video because that crosses so many lines that even I'm like, I'm not showing anybody this. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna enjoy this myself. Um, please listen to the song, and I just want to say, as proud as I am, I'm even prouder that the band Genesis acknowledged said cover. Okay, and that, that is something I don't remember happening very often, where an artist will cover another artist's song, and the other artist is like. Hey, did you hear the cover? Yeah, Genesis was all over social media going, Hey, did you like that? Ghost just sang our song. Listen to the original one, too. And I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah. ah, ah, very good. <laughs> uh, there, I stretched long enough, Craig. You have all your notes. It's time. Are you sticking around a little longer, Derek? You got to bail. Uh, what time is it? I got about 20 minutes or so. Well, then I'll keep it short. As long as the history of professional wrestling is, and it is long and it's a storied one, we're going to stay on one day in time because this one day has very long-lasting ramifications wow. on the world of professional wrestling. 
professional wrestling was a thing as little as 20 years ago when people were watching it in the millions, not hundred thousands, millions of people would be watching wrestling weekly on television on your cable shows and house shows were something that happened in all 50 states in arenas, in coliseums, high school gymnasiums, and even stadiums. Um, the once future professional wrestling. This, gentlemen and ladies, is the wrestling historian. We're going to stay on this day, today, April 13th, because of the many landmark achievements that happened on this day in professional wrestling. We're not going to go back a couple days or a week. We're going to stay on this day. 1994, a landmark decision was made, uh, and a, a tremendous amount of money was awarded to WCW commentator Jesse Ventura. <laughs> uh, on this date, April 13th, 1994, Jesse Ventura was awarded the hefty sum of $809,958 in videotape royalties and another $8,625 in merchandising royalties for the use of his likeness in 90, 90 Coliseum videos distributed by the World Wrestling Federation. Ventura pointed out that these videos, all 90 of them, that have his voice calling all the matches there, he was never compensated for. Even after WrestleMania, at the time, the biggest selling wrestling videotape of all time, Hulk Hogan was paid. Mr. T was paid. Hell, Cindy Lauper was paid from the sales of WrestleMania on Coliseum Home Video with Jesse Ventura. So, um, he got wow. a lump, he got this lump sum, but because Ventura never signed a contract indemnifying the WWF from paying him for his commentary work, he, uh, he was only awarded uh, damages for using his likeness on the, mm. but because he never signed a contract for his uh, commentary work, as a result, the commentary, Jesse Ventura's commentary on those videos is edited out. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yes. I don't know that either. Oh, God damn it, Vince. On April 13th, 1994, Jesse Ventura was awarded $809,000. And, uh, and that was even pointed out on WCW commentary with, um, his partner at the time, uh, Mean Gene said, you must be happy or wealthy man. And Jesse said, I'm a very wealthy man and I'm always happy. So, but, um, yeah. Uh, also, on this date, 1997, he's, um, April 13th, 1997, was the very first pay-per-view for Extreme Championship Wrestling. Oh, it took place right here. Philadelphia, corner of Swanson and Rittner, a place that has now been renamed about 38 times, but at the time, was known only as the ECW Arena. Um, it was called Barely Legal and uh, had an incredible uh, array of talent on that show. Uh, my favorite, the opening bout for me, the first bout I saw was the uh, Eliminators 
making short work of the Dudley Boys. The Eliminators were my favorite tag team at the time. The total elimination that they gave to Bubba Ray, De- Bubba Ray Dudley resulted in his ankle being broken. Um, still looked a devastating move. Um, the uh, three-way dance involving Terry Funk, Sandman, and Stevie Richards, uh, known famously for the uh, Terry Funk ladder airplane spin uh, that um, still is iconic. Uh, Terry Funk defeating Raven become the ECW Heavyweight Championship. But the main event does talk about long-term storytelling that we talked about earlier in this very podcast. It was the first ever match between Sabu and the human suplex machine, Taz. They had been teasing this for an exactly for exactly one year. And the two, despite being in the ring together several times, never touched each other. For a solid year. And this was their first match. And it tore the house down. So the first ever. Pay-per-view. For ECW. Occurred on this date. April 13th. 1997. Exactly three years later. Show you how much. Fortune. uh, How much fortunes can change. Even in a company as successful as ECW. On this date. Today. 23 years ago. In Indianapolis. Indiana of all places. The aforementioned Taz. Who's wrestling for the WWE. At the time. Defeated. Mike Awesome. Who's wrestling for WCW. At the time. He defeated Mike Awesome for the ECW Heavyweight Championship. A WWF wrestler defeated a WCW wrestler for the ECW Heavyweight Championship. I remember that. I remember that. Something. And what did and what did Vince do? He had his world champion Triple H pin Taz on national TV as the ECW champion. Yes. And the but the the uh, the story leading up to that was even more fascinating because it had been known that well ECW was not doing well and um, Mike Austin was the current at the time ECW heavyweight champion that there had been talk of him signing a contract for WC him working for WCW because he had been telling Eric Bischoff he did not have a contract and he was going to appear on WCW television. In on Monday Nitro in Denver that night, April tenth. Yeah. That night, Paul E. Paul Heyman was working overtime, sending faxes to the WCW offices, copies of Mike Awesome's contract that he indeed had. He indeed did have a three-year deal that he himself had signed. Sending it to the WCW offices saying that Mike Awesome does indeed have a contract. So to um, assuage both men to both sides, WCW agreed that Mike Awesome was going to come on um, their ECW champion was going to come on the WCW with three conditions. He was not to not speak. He was to not wear the ECW belt. But he did have to plug his title defense, April 13th, 
in Indianapolis. If he does all three of those things, then he can appear in WCW. Well, on that that (laughs) April 10th Monday Nitro in Denver, uh, that was the day that Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo promised to return uh, WCW to its former glory. They took all the belts and uh, they were going to bring it back to um, the old boys network and that they wanted new blood. So they vacated all the belts. And when Kevin Nash, yeah, Kevin Nash was in the ring talking about it and he gets attacked from behind by guess who? Mike Awesome. And Mike Tanay did say that's the ECW heavyweight champion, Mike Awesome. And even though Mike Austin was told not to speak, that's exactly what he did do. He did Let's talk. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And instead that's of wearing right. ECW belts, he wore a very stylish leather fanny pack. Fanny pack. Yes. But he the three of the three agreements, two out of three ain't bad, as Mila would say, because he was told not to speak. Not to speak. He did speak. The ECW. Title he wasn't he wasn't gonna wear he didn't wear it but he didn't plug his title defense on uh, April thirteenth which was today in Indianapolis and a new settlement was reached and Austin would drop the title which is what happened on this day twenty three years ago in Indianapolis Mike Awesome who not to upset anyone or not to cause any uh, ill will changed in his car and was in his car in the parking lot <laughs> until someone had to come get him to tell him that the uh, it was time for his match where he would drop the belt to Taz and this was a complete shock to everyone that was happened to be in the arena in Indianapolis, Indiana when Taz came out playing his WWF theme song mm-hmm. Had the towel over his face and everything, and uh, choked out Mike Awesome with the Kata Hajime, and we had a new ECW champion um, from a WWF guy beating a WCW guy for an ECW title, something that <laughs> has never and will never ever happen again, but Literally. it happened 23 years ago today. And that, gentlemen and ladies, is a wrestling historian. And you can follow me each and every day on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at Craig Legons, C-R-A-I-G-L-I-G-G-E-O-N-S. In 19 minutes and 18 seconds, Derek. Yeah, look at you. Yeah, professional, sir. You're professional. I got you, man. Yeah, but Dan still has to talk, so it's going to be like five more minutes. No, no, no. Derek, who wants to fight CM Punk? No, I don't want to fight No, no, no. I don't want him to see this and get upset. I do want to fight well, this. Journey. He ain't watching this. I pr- appreciate I, that. I pay. I pay for you to what I pay for you what, to hit to fight. I was gonna say, based on his fighting uh, record, I I have no uh, reservations of picking putting money on you. <laughs> but you know, Chris Jericho, I, I want to fight this. Even though I, I've seen the kind of company Chris Jericho keeps, wink, wink. Um, but uh, I think I it's his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not political, but you know. That's one of my favorite things in the world. Listen, I don't want to get political, but here's all the screenshots of all the times I've donated to the Trump Foundation because mm-hmm. my wife, is, my wife no. told me to. 
Yeah. Ted Irvine would be very, very disappointed. <laughs> uh, Derek doesn't have social media, so I'm going to say follow me on Twitter. Tomorrow at 5, I'll be back on Twitter and unlocked. Uh, boy, I have several tweets and drafts ready to go. <laughs> don't you worry, don't you worry yourself. Uh, Dan Law 83, starting again tomorrow at five. I was about to look at my watch and I forgot it's charging. Um, HICTalkRadio.com, DanLaw.tv. You can find the video and audio versions of the show and the live streams. YouTube.com for the edited, oh, excuse me, YouTube.com slash DanLaw83 for the edited highlights for Derek McDonald for Craig Lagans. I'm the above average comedian. Keep it on the paper. <laughs>